Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show as we start a new week, counting down to Super Bowl 55 here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio once we get his connection figured out here. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. And today's show, as is every Monday show, brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Or go to purdyinsurance.com. Home, auto, life, business, all the latest insurance needs. Great professional staff down there. Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury, or at purdyinsurance.com. A very interesting day yesterday for Championship Sunday. And before we get to the particulars of each game, because there's definitely a lot to digest for both of them, as have been talked about basically since they ended I just want to give two overall observations that we'll get Steve's take, of course, on that and what else happened on Championship Sunday yesterday. Two things stood out to me. One is you had coaches throughout the year this past year that have been beginning to jump on the trend of being aggressive, sometimes overly aggressive in games going forward a lot on fourth down, going for two-point conversions more often, things like that. But you saw the complete opposite yesterday. When stuff, when big things are on the line, big stakes are on the line, the losing teams, the Packers and Bills, played a little scared, and it backfired on them. You go to the Packers game first. Kicking a field goal with just over over two minutes to go. I get you have all three of your timeouts and the two-minute warning. But to do just to wave the white flag on possibly the last time you have the ball and give the ball back to Tom Brady is you're just asking for disaster. And that's what happened. Now, of course, you had the bad P.I. call there on the Packers late that gave the clinching first down for the Bucks, But... That shouldn't have, they shouldn't have put the Bucks in that spot. You got to go for it there, and you and you also and because you had those timeouts, you can mix some things up a little bit to make it four down territory. You can run the ball, do all certain types of things, and they decided to kick the field goal, still be down five, and and have to score a touchdown to win the game, and it backfired on them. Whereas if you don't get it, then you at least pin Tom Brady and them back which forces them to be a little probably be a little more conservative because they're closer to their goal line 
then you get the chance, probably with good field position, to get the ball back, still having to score a touchdown, a two-point conversion. And then albeit if you do get it, well, heck, all you need is a stop and you can get a field goal to win the game. So I, I just didn't understand that logic. Again, Matt LaFleur, to me, had a very, very bad game yesterday for the Green Bay Packers. Then you go to the Buffalo game. And again, right before the end of the half. Either way, it's going to be a two-score game. Why kick the field goal there? Go for it. Fourth and three is not that bad. We've seen Sean McDermott go for it plenty of times. And that backfired on him. So there you have it there with those two plays. And then also, the officials were not great yesterday. I thought that was my other big takeaway from yesterday. If you're going to let players play, then let them play and be consistent on both sides. And they were until that crucial third down, third and four play from Tampa Bay in that game. So that I cried foul on a little bit. And then in the Buffalo game, there were a couple of big-time missed calls there. So overall, the officiating was, I thought, a little subpar for what you need for the championship games. But those are my two biggest takeaways. So we'll keep working on the connection here with Steve. We should have him back once we take a break here, and we will right now here on the Steve Jones Show, brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors and Purdy Insurance on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Sunbury Motors Ford is bringing in 2021 with a bang. SMZ has just received shipments of the all-new 2021 Ford F-150. Save up to nine grand on the totally redesigned F-150, which was just awarded North America's Truck of the Year for 2021. Sunbury Motors has 67 F-150s in stock and arriving soon. SMC is introducing the highly anticipated 2021 Ford Bronco Sport. The new Bronco's retro design reflects its iconic heritage from the 60s and 70s. Sunbury Motors has them in stock, starting at just $28,200. Pick from 61 of the top selling Ford Escapes with savings up to $8,250 and slash to as low as $22,380. SMC is where you want to be in January for discounts up to $11,000 on the largest selection of new Fords in the Susquehanna Valley. And everyone is clearly marked for this massive sale. Sunbury Motors Ford in the 4th Street Auto Plaza, proudly serving all of central Pennsylvania for over a century. Hurry, sale ends Monday the 1st. Hi, this is Season from Purdy Insurance. 2021 has begun, and this is the perfect time to make sure you're protecting what matters most. Whether it be you, your family, or your business, we have the experience and knowledge you need to help navigate through the process. Our office remains available to service our new and current clients by phone at 570-286-5855, by email, and by appointment. Purdy Insurance, what can we do for you? Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Ford Lincoln Kia, Hyundai as well from Sunbury Motors. 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Key, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. I can hear you loud and clear, Matt. The question is, can you hear me loud and clear? Yes, I can now hear you loud and clear. I think we're all situated now. (laughs) 
We apologize to the audience. That's what happens when you're... Well, now, we're in a room... I'm not going to take the blame on this. This is what happens when you live in the world of computers. Every once in a while, somebody accidentally bumps the router. (laughs) And the router goes, and the router wasn't here. So, sometimes it's my fault. Sometimes it's Matt's fault. Sometimes it's nobody's fault. In the end, who do we blame? I'll give you one guess. (laughs) He's still hovering in the building, isn't he? He is, just making sure we're all good to go, but I think we're all set now. No, I think in the end, it's it's on the suit. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's, let's start with this. Uh, let's start with this. The um, yesterday, you know, we could talk about decisions made by Lafleur and so forth at the end. The two best units that were on the field in the respective games yesterday, in my opinion, were the Tampa Bay offensive line and the Chiefs secondary. Okay, I, I thought those were the two best units on the field yesterday. Uh, we're not going to be one of those shows that talks about legacy and compare LeBron to Tom Brady, you know, and so forth. It's, I'm sorry, that's for that's the low hanging fruit of the business. We're not going to do that. Uh, it is something that I, I look at the offensive line for. Tampa Bay, they owned the game. They gave Tom Brady the time to make the play so Tom Brady could play the way Tom Brady can play. And when you do that, he can be surgical. It wasn't perfect, but can be surgical. I don't understand the decision with Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback to to kick a field goal on fourth down. I'm not so sure. If you don't, if you know, you don't make it there. They're on the eight-yard line, and you, you know if, if you trust your defense that much to get the ball back for you by kicking a field goal, then you should trust them enough to get the ball back for you in great field position. <laughs> if you fail on it, correct, Matt? Absolutely. That's what I said before we before you jumped on here. You know, and I I sat back. I was amazed by it. Now here's what happens in big games. In big games, Matt, you want to know what each coach in a big game has in common? Each coach in a big game has this in common. All they have done for the past few months is win. And all they have done for the past few months is probably, in the fourth quarter, play from in front. (laughs) They're not used to playing from behind. They're not used to being down a couple of scores. They're not used to trying to make decisions that get you back into a game or how do you do it. They're not used to doing that. They've been playing from in front. One of the famous plays in college football, of course, is the kick six. I mean, to this day, I remember Jack and I were sitting in the booth at Wisconsin, and we're in the postgame show. Penn State had just beaten Wisconsin out there and he ran him out to kick a 57 yard field goal and the two of us are looking at it like what the heck is he doing just get the overtime for goodness sakes they can run this thing back <laughs> right and of course he runs it back 
And that's because it's one of those times where Nick Saban is rarely behind in the fourth quarter like that and has to make decisions. Okay. He thought he had a no-risk decision. That happens even to the best of them, but you're not used to being in that spot. And then there is, now this one, I find, I can't believe there's even debate about this. I give Tony Romo credit for saying it right away when it was 38-21. to 21. And now Buffalo decides to go for a two-point conversion. Tony Romo says, hey, whoa, whoa. He said, wait a minute, if you just kick the extra point here, it's 16. And it's not a two-score game when it's 16, everybody. It's a two-possession game. All right, you need two scores in the one possession because believe me, going for two points is okay. You're trying to get another score there. I've actually had people been reading stuff from people who are saying, "No, the decision to go for because of the win probability." Win probability? What are you talking about? Where does this stuff? Who makes this stuff up? The weather was fine at both stadiums yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking no the wind probably, not wind. Oh, wind. Oh, yeah. Wind. Well, wind. Yeah. The wind. That's the wind analytics. probability. Right, but it's it makes no sense. Right, here's what I'm looking at in the game. If if there's like 11 or 12 minutes to go, Do I maybe go for two? I'd consider it because I might, if I miss, so you have to remember, what is what happens if I miss? If I miss, it is a three-possession game. Correct? 38-21, 17 points. Right. But there was, what, seven minutes left? Something like that. Maybe even a little bit less. Ask yourself, how many possessions do I have left in this game, potentially? I mean, where I feel comfortable, I know I've got X amount of possessions left. I probably have two possessions left in the game. Don't I want to make this a two-possession game? I make the extra point. I'm looking at the clock, and I'm looking at how many possessions do I need here. With seven minutes to go and I missed the two-point conversion, am I going to get three possessions, realistically? You actually have analytics people saying that Jim Nance and Tony Romo were wrong. No, I can tell you in no uncertain terms who's wrong. It's the analytics person. The game is, this is not a computer game. It's not a computer game. This is a game where you're looking out saying, okay, wait a minute. This is what I see. This is realistic. There might only be a couple possessions left in the game. i got to get this to a two-possession game. I kick the extra point. Then I take my chances after that. Because now, by missing it, I now brought a third. There's no way I can even think about winning this thing unless I get a third possession. Am I going to get one? Especially considering the odds of an onside kick. What are the odds of an onside kick? Awful. They got it. Okay. 
What are the odds of getting a second onside kick? Well, if the first one was supposed to be astronomical to get based on current statistics, what's what's getting two going to be? It is... There's a lot about analytics I like, and there's just some stuff where you sit back and say there's no common sense to it. There's no common sense. And that's where the common sense part comes into play. Now, now we can then debate what decisions the Bills made to get themselves to that point. In other words, you have to have the ability to look at a game and say, you know what, I don't like what I'm seeing here. And at the end of the first half, this would be one of them. I felt we needed points going into the locker room to give us a lift. No, you needed a touchdown based on how the game was being played. Okay, making it 21-12. to And again, guess what you've done at 21-12? to It's 21-9. to you are down two scores. You kick a field goal. How many how many possessions are you down? Two. You're down two possessions. You gain three points, but you're still down two possessions. And it's hard fighting with these people that are that are so into analytics. They think again. Here's here's the part about sabermetrics and analytics I don't like. What I don't like are the people who are such staunch believers of it that they believe, without a doubt, it is the only way to win. On the other hand, I'm sitting over here, and I think there are multiple ways to win, and one of them happens to be yours. There are many ways to win. One of them is an analytics way of doing it. No doubt. That's one of the ways. There are also other ways to do it. And one of them happens to be simple math. I have seven minutes to go. I kick the extra point, right, which is a 95% success rate. I now need two possessions. So even if I botch the onside kick, they get it, whatever whatever it may be, and I still got three timeouts remaining, I can still create a second possession for me if I play it right. Creating a third possession with seven with seven minutes to go is very difficult to do. Very difficult. But it would have increased your win probability. Look, I'm trying to get this game to overtime. Okay, I'm down 17 points. I get one more point here. I've got 16, now two possessions. It's not two scores. It's two possessions. Because one of those scores is would have to... Two of those scores would have to be two-point conversions out of the four you need, and it's a 48% success rate on a two-point conversion. I mean, I actually read an article where somebody was critical of Romo and Nance for bringing this up. Are you kidding? That's how you analyze the game with no common sense? Again, you cannot put box your, put yourself in a box when it comes to analytics. Okay? 
because you think it's the only way to do it. Okay. Now the Bills are not going to beat Kansas City, even even with this debate. I mean, you know, but I'm saying that this is where I think coaches lose track when they're not in this position of how to do it. And then they got some guy with a card saying, "Hey, here we go. I got a card. Hey, yeah, fine. Just put the card away. I can I can add." 38, 21, 17. If I kick the extra point, it's 16. 16 at least gives us a shot with two possessions. I also brought up, Steve, at the end of the half when the Bills decided just to kick the field goal instead of going forward on fourth and three, and that was another big example. Because either way, it's a two-score game. That's what I just said about uh, just a few minutes ago. Uh I thought that you have to see how the game is being, is playing out. There is no doubt when it's twenty-one to nine, and twenty-one unanswered points are scored by Kansas City. Who the better team is right now? And a field goal is not going to get me to my goal. And not only that, I don't get the ball to start the second half. Now, this, there's a writer. Who the heck wrote this thing? Jay Rigdon. Okay. Yeah, well, Jay obviously loves analytics. Said that Nance and Romo did a disservice to the viewer because the logic behind Buffalo's decision is both simple and sound. Down 17 points had the Bills kicked an extra point, they would have trailed by 16. That is technically a two-score game. Well, first of all, Jay, that's incorrect. Technically, it's a two-possession game. You need two scores on each of the possession to get there, but that's you know, you know that's that's a football thing. It's two possessions, not two scores. Jay, two possessions. You're going to write the big boy article. You got to do it in the big boy way. That is technically a two-score game. He writes, but only if you're factoring in two converted two-point tries. By failing to convert, then they at least learned as quickly as possible they need three scores, not two. It's always better to have that relevant information as quickly as possible. No, by kicking the extra point, I now know I need two. (laughs) Okay, I already know that. I'm taking the 95%. See, this is where this is illogical. It makes no sense. I mean... You're taking a lower percentage play. You're taking a lower percentage play. Along the way, you need the extra point and two two two-point conversions to make up 17, correct? So the point is you do it now, but then when you miss, (laughs) you're in the same boat you were before. This guy should be a fan of the San Francisco Giants. He and Gabe Kapler get along just fine. Look, they had no chance of coming back, even if they kicked the extra point. But you need to reduce the number of possessions that you have. It's the second one where you take the two-point conversion that then tells you where you are. All right? 
You don't do it on the first one. The first one gets you to a two-possession game. The second one tells you whether whether if you make it, it's a one-possession game, or if you miss it, you're still in a two-possession game. That's where you do it. I can't believe that, I mean, it's simple math. It's simple math. I, by doing it now, you know what you need. By kicking the extra point now, I know what I need. <laughs> okay? <laughs> What's the difference? Ah, the difference is by missing it, you're in the same boat you were before you began the possession. When you began the possession, when you began the possession, you were three possessions down, correct? You score the touchdown and miss the extra point, you're still three possessions down. Okay? But by scoring the touchdown and kicking the extra point, now I at least have made myself two possessions down. I've reduced the margin I need in terms of the number of possessions that win the game. And until somebody that is, like, all tied up in analytics understands time, score, and possessions, they are not going to get what I'm talking about, not even remotely. I also think that the suits – here's another – the suits got to understand this. Okay, he's got to understand this. Okay. He's a big Bill Cower guy. I'm watching with Dora the Explorer. I feel like he's a sellout. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Do you see that? Yes. (laughs) Actually, it's a pretty funny commercial. You got Tom Selleck in there. You got Captain Pike in there. You got Dora the Explorer. Uh, who else is in the doggone thing? Was that the, the the one from New Jersey on there? Is she on there? I think Something so. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'm, t- I'm telling you, this, the suits guys will sell out. <laughs> I don't blame them. I'd have taken the money too. All right, back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance. <laughs> should have heard the suit during the break adamantly defending Bill Cower the sellout. <laughs> he still misses the chin. <laughs> I know that's his guy. <laughs> I think it's actually I think it's a funny commercial. I think it's actually clever. They should bring that back for this year's Super Bowl. Well, they're not going to have Coca-Cola, Pepsi or Budweiser at the Super Bowl. Exactly. They all decided not to go. Apparently he was wow. in the water boy too from what he just told me. I didn't know that myself. Oh, Cowra was in the water boy, yes. With Brent Musburger, Dan Fouts. Oh, okay. Oh no, Ka- oh no, Cowra was in it. Jimmy Johnson apparently was in this too. Absolutely. And the fact right. that the suit the fact that the suits binge watched it all weekends concerns me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kathy Bates was in it too. <laughs> 